Welcome back, everybody. It is benching and bullshittings. It is eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time here in the, the state of Virginia. And uh, it's time to do some benching and bullshitting. If I look washed out, I can't get the lighting right for YouTube. It looks fine up here on Instagram. It never looks good on YouTube. I really apologize. <clears throat> so we'll try again another time. I tried doing uh, a ring light as opposed to a ceiling light. And it's still not right. So eventually we'll get it right. Anyhow, um, and again, it's Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Me and Katie don't really celebrate the holidays, but a lot of people do. So I wanted to wish everybody a happy day and hope it was good. Hope we got to spend some time with the family and uh, eat food. Uh, I think that's what we do on the holidays, right? <laughs> that's what we do like any other day of the week. So anyhow, uh, cool. Thanks for joining me here. It is episode 37 of Benching and Bullshitting here on the Cold Strong Power Podcast. And yes, Russell. Hello, Jimmy. Happy Easter. Same to you, Russell. Uh, so we're going to talk about trading for a little while, and then I'll get into questions uh, here towards the end, or not towards the end, but like when I'm done running my mouth about uh, trading this week, well, we'll get into some questions, although I do have one question here about a CPAP. How much has it helped your training? Uh, it's been absolutely a, a game changer. I highly recommend CPAP to uh, to anybody, um, even, even just for recovery purposes. Uh, it, it absolutely cha it changed my life. My whole quality of living is now... Uh, absolutely just out of this world. And Matt Brooks is on YouTube. What's up, Jim? No, thank you. Monetary Fee is on YouTube as well. Thank you, Matt, for doing that. He's usually on my Instagram, but he's over on YouTube now. Thank you very much. And it's Tony Russell. Okay, so it's Tony. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we'll get into some training this week. It's been one motherfuck of a week. It's been great. Uh, just, a, just a fantastic week so far. Holy shit, just rampant PRs left and right. I don't know if it's... I think the nutrition has come along. Uh, we're not eating out as much anymore. We're not going through drive-thrus. We're not living in the drive-thrus. We're just kind of eating at home. It's this new thing we're trying as adults, right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's been going real well. Um, I think I might have some. I mean, I've always been sleeping really good because of the CPAP. And uh, so the eating, the, the the diet has gotten better. And the training has always been good. So you got to have those three parts of the triangle, right? Uh, fast food no longer a staple. It, it, I want it to be a staple, Matt. It's just, this is more of a financial decision. That's what, that's where I'm coming from. It's not a, like a, I need to change thing. It's just like, financially speaking, we need to stop, uh, eating out because we're just, we're, we're eating our money away. It's literally where all our money goes is to food. So yeah, that's why it's not like I'm changing things. Cause I, it's like, I, we just, we financially have to do it this way. Um, so we'll get into what I'm eating here in a little while, but, uh, Training first, uh, Wednesday. So usually I, I start the weeks off with Saturday. Saturday is the first day of the week for me mentally. And I build the rest of the week off of what I did on Saturday. This past Saturday, I just did a deload, uh, which I, I hate using that terminology, but that's what it was. Went in and did like five, a five by five with 500 pounds, which is literally like 36% of my max or some bullshit like that. Very, very minimal work on the bench, but I did, um, I did go ham on the, on the accessory work, the dumbbell work, the tricep work, whatever. Okay. Um, that's coming off of the week prior. It's when I did the 1200 for 10 that I posted uh, off the two board for tricep day. Right. So then I come back Wednesday and went, uh, primarily I did raw stuff. I did raw three board work, uh, Fairly went fairly well. Uh, working on the lockout, working on the triceps. 
I went down. I went down to 405 and hit uh, 405 for 22 reps. Now, I haven't repped 405 for 20 since like the Arnold of 2022, so last year. Uh, so a small PR for me, uh, 22 reps. That was pretty. That was pretty dope. Good way to good way to finish off the benching for the day. Uh, accessory work were pretty awesome. Uh, Thursday is uh, kind of a forearm uh, rear delt day. Is what we what we do. What we call it. Friday I'm off, and then this Saturday, holy shit! My patrons already know. They've all seen it. Um, hit a big PR. So what my goal was, I was like, okay, so last so two weeks ago before the deload week. I'm asking a good explanation for what deload is here in a second. But so the last time I went benched heavy, I did 1200 and two board. So my goal after the deload week was, okay, we'll go up a hundred pounds to 1300 and we'll go down a board, a one board. So 1300 and a one board. Um, ended up hitting a big PR 1300 pounds for a set of five from the one board. Pretty incredible. I, I'm very, very, very happy with that. Uh, I am calling it, it's not my most true one board set. There was a little more, uh, the the board kind of kept getting tilted up a little bit higher and higher each rep. Um, it's just one, it's just something we just weren't paying attention to. So, but, it, but I still moved it for five reps. Really, really happy with that. Uh, pretty awesome. So that is how I ended the benching for the day, followed by some, more or less, it was uh, volume work on the triceps. I was severely fucked up after that. I'll, t- I'll be brutally honest. Um, so I just did volume on the tricep work, and then we went home. And then uh, today was lower body. I haven't posted the video in Patreon yet. Uh, I still need to do that. I haven't gotten time to edit it. We got home late. Uh, Taylor was getting her last heavy squat in. She came in like towards the end of my workouts. So we stuck around to help her. And then we left, we got home at like six o'clock. So we only had an hour and a half to get settled and eat and do all that good stuff. So Patreon will go up as soon as the live is over tonight, I'll get it edited and the lower body stuff will go on Patreon tonight. So, uh, but thank you all for those of you. A lot of you are already on here that are, are patrons much appreciate the support. Uh, I really enjoy putting up all that content, all the behind the scenes stuff, all the behind the scenes work that you don't get to see that lead me to the big benches. Um, five days a week, the forearm work, the tricep work, uh, the back work, all the back work. Uh, now the lower body stuff, uh, w- w- which is what we do on Sundays. Uh, it's all there. Send 10 bucks a month. If you're interested, uh, I, I put all my workouts, all the reps, all the sets, the full commentary over top of it. Um, that that's how, that's how I, uh, structure things there. So, uh, YouTube members also at 10 bucks a month. They also get the same content as Patreon. So there you go. Matt Brooks says over here on YouTube, I think a lot of people think a deload means a day off, and it actually can't mean lower intensity to lower volume. You can deload a single movement even without taking time off. So yes, that, that is what a deload really means. And that's what I did. I, I went lighter on the bench. I didn't go up to 12, 13, 1400 pounds. And then I hit the accessory work extremely fucking hard. So that's exactly it, Matt. All right. We are do- good with trading. Again, huge fucking PRs this week. Um, 700 plus uh, reps uh, raw and three board, 405 for 22 reps, full range. 1300 for a set of five. Now, you want to watch that video? It's over on Patreon. The, the whole workouts are there. 
And then, of course, lower body work from today. Hit PRs today, too, on the lower bicep. I'm just not quite as interested in sharing lower bicep. It's not as impressive or cool to hear or listen to. So I was able to uh, hook grip uh, five plates today. I was able to hold on to five plates. I did some uh, block pulls and held on to uh, five plates. So it's finally it's finally starting to click. Um, I found out that if I could get my middle finger not on the nail, like not on the nail bed, but on the knuckle, the first knuckle of my thumb, that's, that's, I'm able to hang on to weights uh, better. It still hurts like a son of a bitch, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> Matt Brooks says, I can't hook grip to save my life. I was able to hang on to five. I tried six plates and I started to move it, but I just couldn't tolerate the pain. But now that I figured out how to hold on to the knuckle, not the nail, but move it over a little bit to the knuckle right here. So not here, but here. It's a lot more secure. Um, I haven't held on to five five plates on a hook grip for quite some time. So, all right, that is the training. Let's see what we got here. I will take questions now. I, I'm going to open up the floor. Uh, that's why I like to come on here is to share the knowledge, answer questions. So please, if you ask away, I will open that up to you now. Ed, what's up, man? You were in Richmond, right? We missed you. Missed you coming in. It was a good day. It was a good lower buy day. Me and Dean, Katie, uh, Chris, Paul came in and squatted. It's a fantastic Sunday. Saturdays are still my fucking jam because that's it's obviously it's the the bench day. But um, so there we go. Cripple says, "If I if I shorten your Instagram handle, don't don't come at me. I'm sorry, but Cripple G1982 underscore. You know what I'm saying? So." I tend to shorten the Instagram handles. I did high rep dumbbell shrugs with a hook grip to get used to it. Ah, okay. I have found that our dumbbells are significantly thicker than even like a standard bar. So I have trouble hanging on to the dumbbells. I can only practice dumbbell work or uh, hook grip work when I use a, a deadlift bar. But that's that's a good way to do it though. John... Ponta Harris says, I'm wanting to get into equip lifting, but I'm interested in multiply. Should I start with single ply or is it okay to make the jump rod a multi? I would like, like some advice. I'll tell you this much. Uh, for inspiration purposes, my first venture was a double denim Karen Klein. I went straight into multiply. <laughs> um, it can be done. Uh, single ply also has its own challenges. So it's not like it's going to, I wouldn't say, oh, it's easier. Oh, it's easier to learn. My advice, whether you go single ply or multiply, is get something that's used. Don't buy don't buy everything brand new. Go online, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, wherever you can do. Talk to your people around your gym. Get equipment that's used and broken in. It's going to be worlds easier to learn that shit than stuff that's brand new. That's what I recommend. If you want to go straight into multiply, go right ahead. Matt Brooks on YouTube. What's up, bro? So what are you eating now in place of fast food? Well, I eat a lot of uh, deli meat sandwiches. So I had deli meat sandwiches with like you know, the cheese and the, the uh, romaine lettuce, iceberg lettuce, whatever. Sandwiches all day. A lot of weight gainer. My whey protein. Uh, I still have, I have my post-workout matrix. Uh, it's actually dark matter from MHP. Uh, I also use a, a protein blend, which is a, like whey, soy, and casein blend uh, before I go to bed at night to feed me while I sleep. Uh, we eat a, I eat a shitload of rice, just the boil-in bag rice. 
Um, Katie will cook. I mean, we'll make, you know, just normal stuff, breakfast food, eggs, you know, all that stuff. Just as we're just eating at home. It's just uh, the calories are still there because I'm taking a lot of weight gainer to make up for like the high calorie fast food stuff. It's a lot more, it's a lot less processed foods too. So that, I think that's what, and then right in here, how, what does a typical day of eating look, look like for you? So I hope that answered your question right there. Um, I got into uh, the food, the diet right there for a little bit. When should I start to reload? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean, bro. Reload what? Paul Lawford's on here. What's going on, dude? How you doing? What do you spend on food per week? Just for me. That's a good question. I'd say we, well, we order groceries probably twice a month. We're looking at like 250 to 300 bucks. So we're probably collectively spending um, about 600 bucks a month on groceries. So it's not like outrageous or anything like that. So yeah, not, not terrible. Oh, deload. Oh, uh, when you start feeling like shit, Pierce. Uh, if things start feeling heavy, if you're not enjoying yourself, if it's becoming more of a chore than a hot or a, like a passion, time to deload. Um, I'm still experimenting with it because I've never spent, de I've never deloaded my entire career. <laughs> oh, and Ed said you went to Kingston, many on a roller coaster is your favorite. Yeah, fuck that, dude. No fucking way. I don't do girl. You know that. <laughs> Cody's on here. What's up, Cody? Paul, what's going on, Paul? Multiply and single ply are different. If you go multi, then start there and learn it. There you go. Cody says, I was having a bad day in my metal shirt yesterday, so I'm thinking, so my thinking was, if I'm going to have a bad day, might as well make it real shitty. Go grab the bolt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think that bolt would be a lot suckier to use than a metal. Absolutely. Duncan. Hey, Jimmy, loving the info, brother. How would you advise structuring my non-shirted day, but sort of all over the place with it? That's a good question. Uh, not shirted just means you're not wearing a bench shirt. So sometimes I wear a slinger, slinger on the bench, slinger on the board, slinger on the floor press. Uh, sometimes I go all the way raw, not very often. Uh, a lot of upper end, like top end raw stuff, like lockouts, two and three board work, reverse grip mostly. Um, it just depends. It just depends on what you need to work on. My, my Wednesday workouts always look pretty different. Matt Brooks, I suck at taking protein supplements. I need to get better. It's, 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 it, it's, it's I think it's very important. Uh, they are called supplements. It's not supposed to be the bulk of your diet. It is meant to just supplement your already, uh, your, your diet that's already in place, but it is, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this shit without, uh, supplementation. See, breaking in the three ply X factor sure took some time for sure. Yes, that's three ply X factor from Mendy. That means the chest has three times three, nine layers right in the middle with those X patterns. So that's nine layers. Yeah, that, that'd be that'd be hard to break in. Cripple says every time I try to touch my F eight, it's a three ply. I always end up dumping the bar or ends up falling from my thumbs what's the easiest way to touch in that shirt well i think that i think that's if it, if you're doing that you're going you're you're going excessive beyond excessively low towards the belly you're going way too low you need to touch a little bit higher so you're probably touching like middle abs even closer down below that and you're going to dump it every time you have to bring it up a little bit i'm not trying to i'm not telling you to bench on your chest but you have to bring it up 
uh, probably like upper abs, like xiphoid process, that little bony protrusion beneath your sternum, probably a few inches below that. But if you're going down mid belly or lower, you're going to dump it every time. You got to, you have to bring it up a little bit higher. Let's see here. Oh, Dougie. Hey, Cole. Happy family. Uh, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. Yeah, I don't spend a hundred thousand a year on food. No, it's not, not that crazy, not at all. Paul Loffer, I'm, cha I'm changing my Saturday bench day to reverse grip and upper back. Fantastic. Bench is built by your triceps and upper back. That's a why. That's a wise move. Go to breakfast place before a meet. Uh no, I don't because that's not what I do prior to a big workout. So I, I don't, I don't change anything the day of the meet. Cause I don't know if I, if I never do that and I go into a breakfast place for a meet, maybe that food's going to fuck with me, you know, like in a way I'm not going to upset my stomach or something. So I don't want to mess with that. I do exactly what I do in the gym on meet day. So I do not go to a breakfast place for a meet. Yeah. Dougie says, tried to tried breaking in the bolt a few days ago. The quarter reps were terrible. I've heard rumors that those shirts are very hard to work in. Uh, Pierce says reverse grip bench press hurting my elbows technique problem or overtrain. I'd say you're overtraining. Um, now it is a more tricep dominant style bench press. So, yeah, you know, I I'd say just back off. I think you need to back off a little bit. You might be overtraining. What is the best brands for a squat bench and deadlift suit? I would go through Anderson Powerlifting. I'll, pull, I'll plug them in real quick. Anderson Powerlifting. You can use my code, Colbstrong, right there. They are a distributor for F8 Customs products as well as Titan equipment. Uh, Centurion squat suits, Velocity deadlift suits, Katana bench shirts, just to name a few that are really, really popular. They also have the boss squat suits. They've got uh, F6 bench shirts. And of course, all the F8 product as well. The F8 uh, bench shirts, single, double, and triple ply. And if you use my code, Goldstrung right there, it's 10% off anything on the store. Cody, oh, I'm caught up on you on fucking Instagram. That's awesome. Cody Plum, I actually was hitting a two board pretty easily in my bolt. I know under that is a whole other single ply nightmare. Huh, there you go. Let's see. Natural Warrior. Hey, Jimmy, are you into intensity technique like drop set, rest, pause, and clusters for accessory work on triceps, rear delts, back and arms? If yes, how much do you use? I use it all the time, bro. Um, besides the power moves, the bench, squat, and deadlift, a lot of the other stuff I do is really like bodybuilding. I do a lot. I do, I do supersets. I do drop sets, uh, rest, pause, a lot of the weeder principles. I use that shit a lot, actually. Especially on back days, on back days, on bench accessory, on when I'm trying to build muscle, like in my back and my chest, my shoulders. Um, I use a lot of that, those bodybuilding techniques. I really do. Absolutely. Yes, uh, Matt Brooks, uh, Duncan and Doug Smithy said they're going to be in for the July meet. Carlito gave me a strong maybe. Holy fuck. That'd be dope as hell. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be just absolutely fucking cool as hell. Hell yeah, Matt. That'd be great. That'd be one fuck of a stacked me, wouldn't it? Hell yeah. And Paul Offer, oh, by the way, my hands hurt like hell from reverse grip. Ah, get used to it. It's, it'll never go away. The skin between your fingers will never toughen up. 
So when you're grabbing the bar, it's always going to hurt between the fingers, that knurling, that skin between your fingers never, never gets any tougher. And the bone, you'll eventually, the bone right there in the palm, that will get better with time. But yeah, it, it's, it hurts. <laughs> Matt says, I'm going to try and stack it up. Let's do it. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. Big Doc, Marky, what made you get into quit powerlifting? Uh, I was into powerlifting from almost the very beginning. I met Adam Hicks, who at the time was the third youngest in history to bench 700 pounds back in 2003, 2004. And uh, no, that's when he did it. But I, I met him in like 2007 or 2006. And uh, he just said, hey, I, I, I knew what bench shirts were. I just had no idea what the fuck to do or how to get one. He gave me a, his a hand-me-down double denim, Karen Klein, and said, hey, you want to try this? And I, he taught me how to use it. Uh, I was I spent four years just training, non-equipped, just raw, just being a high school kid, you know, just trying to be big and strong all around. And then I got into shirting, shirt benching very quickly after that. Yeah, I think Cody, if you keep working with that bolt, I you're a better. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you're getting stronger. You overcame a very serious injury, and you're just like stronger than you were before the injury. So I think you, if you just keep working with it, I think you got something special there. Uh the T Bay Deadlift King. What is your best reverse grip bench? Uh my heaviest reverse grip bench ever was 900 pounds for a triple. Um. As a kind of a deload this weekend or this coming weekend, I, I had two routes. Either after doing thirteen hundred pounds for five yesterday off of one board, I was thinking, okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll finally get back to fourteen hundred next week. But I'll tell you, I mean, I fucking vomited for the first time after a bench in like a year, year plus. I I, I fucking took the trash can and yeah, just fucking went went nuts with the trash can. So. I think my CNS is probably a little bit fried. So going up to 1,400 pounds is probably not a great idea. So I might try to go reverse grip this coming Saturday and try to get my first 1,000-pound uh, reverse grip bench. I might I might do that at, instead since the weight is technically lighter, although the pain in the hands from reverse grip is immensely worse. Uh, let's see. And Russell, you said your name is not actually Russell. It was Tony. I want to make sure I got that right. See, Tony. All right. Tony says, I have carpal tunnel from being a chef and weightlifting. Stiff, stiff wraps for my friend. Yeah. Hey, stiff wraps. My KLA, KLA Kilo Lima Alpha wraps from Anderson Powerlifting. The KLA 5000s, the all black 5000s are my absolute go to wrap. I also really like the, uh, the F8 wraps that Rob sends me as well, they're very comparable and sometimes better, but uh, the KLA 5000s are absolutely like the staples, the staples in my my benching. And then Big Dog Marky says, do you do coaching? I do coaching, I do. I just picked up uh, Matt Brooks here last week, working with him. I'm working with Paul Wallace and Pat Porter, and uh, I got two guys, two gentlemen over in the, uh, in the UK, so... Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck full right now. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, take on anybody else right now. Um, but uh, if you, you know, if you want to DM me about it, so I have your information, but whenever some, whenever a spot becomes available, I can definitely uh, take you on. I mostly, I, I coach equipped lifting. I'm not, I'm not the, the raw guy. Right. But I do, I do get into coaching a little bit. 
Will you do the thousand pound reverse bench in a shirt? Probably not a shirt. I'll probably do it in uh, in a slinger, like a F8 Widowmaker. Um, my other thought was just to do like put in put, get a less aggressive shirt and just do like full range reps, like I did like three or four weeks ago. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what my plan is yet. Until I won't know until I get there. So we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, let's see. Matt Brooks, when he first got into powerlifting, wasn't it pretty much all equipped back then at the time? Oh, yeah, 2000, 2006 to 2010, it was just all equipped. That's that's the era of, like, Chad Ikes, you know, Gary Frank, Andy Bolton, uh, you know, uh, uh, fuck, there's so many. Uh, Mike the Mule, Miller, uh, Vlad Alazov, like, it was all equipped, you know, just. 11, 1200 pound squats all over the fucking place, eight and hundred pound benches, you know, Gene Richlack, Ryan Canelli. It was, it was all equipped. That's what I grew up in. Uh, let's see. KLA 5000. You have those ones. Good. Use them, Tony. Those are my favorite fucking wraps on the planet. Let's see here. Bicep grind. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, trying to get into reverse grip benching moving forward post pec tear. Oh, goodness. Is it supposed to have a longer range of motion? I can't seem to have shave the inches off it like I can my pronated. Uh, you, if you're trying to bring it down to your chest, then it it might it, you might not be able to shave inches off of it. Uh, you also have to put the rings of the bar right there in the palm, to where about your pinky finger can cover the rings. The ring's going to sit right here in the palm, so it's pretty wide. Uh, my range of motion is a lot shorter when I do reverse grip bench. So you might be just too close. You got to move your hands out and also bench down in your belly. You can't really bench on your, you can bench on your chest, but you, it's better if you bring it down in your belly. Chowda, Daddy Dean. What's up, bro? <laughs> okay, dude says, what do you do for joints in terms of supplements? How do you look after that? How do you look after them? Um, I don't take anything for joints. Maybe I should, but I've never needed them. I've, 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 I'm pretty, I've not had any injuries, anything like that. So uh, I'm good to go. Uh, I know glucosamine fish oils are big. Uh, I don't take anything like that. Um, I just don't have a need to, I know it's preventative. I probably should do it. I just, I just personally don't take any. Uh, Paul offer says when doing floor tricep extensions, what rep range do you do? I'll, I'll do like sets of five. I even worked up to a heavy set of three uh, a few weeks ago. So I, I go really heavy on those, Paul. Matt Brooks. I know it's in a band shirt and partial range, but fun fact, that last set of five I did last Saturday was five pounds more than I broke my arm with in 2020 for not even a whole rep. See, Matt, so right there, dude, like you're good. You're good to go. You are not going to get hurt. I can't imagine how how fucked up. I mean, Cody, Cody Plummer, you know, he he had an arm break too. But uh, I can't imagine coming back and trying to bench again after that stuff. But like, you are strong, and you're going to progress further than you think. You're fine. You're 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 not going to. It's not going to happen again. Promise you that. Corinne Bennett, Kyrene, uh, did you prefer the old powerlifting scene as compared to today? Absolutely. I think I grew up in the wrong era or I, I not, I grew up in that era. I think I'm, I, I would love to have been competing, like actively competing like I am now in that era. Yes. 
when it was still underground and misunderstood and social media wasn't such a fucking cluster asshole fuck face fuck you <laughs> just you know any any 12 year old with an instagram account is a fucking pro you know what i mean like with a camera I, I social media is just it is what it is i get to do this with you guys and answer questions and connect with you but like like 90 percent of the shit i see is just fucking garbage it's just cringy as hell so yeah the the powerlifting before social media absolutely it's just way better way cooler so but you can't go backwards you can only go forwards that's the uh that's the reality we live in let's see here Yep, the glory of Jeff Johnson. What's up, bro? The glory years of equipped. That's what he, yeah, that's right. Back when I had been Paul Wallace, back when I started in 87, there wasn't a raw division of any kind. If you went raw, then you were still competing against gear lifters. Holy shit. Yeah. A long time ago. How long should I deload? Peter says, give it a week. Just go to the gym and just bodybuild. Just have fun. Just lift weights and just kind of build, uh, lift weights for fun, build some muscle. Just take it easy. Just take a week off. Cripple. I hope this isn't why your name is Cripple. He says, I broke my back and I still bench heavy. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad to hear that shit. Love benching, dude. It's my, it's what drives me. <laughs> uh, Dougie says, I got the Element, LMNT, Element Variety Pack. Can't wait to try them all. Good, cool. Do you have a discount code that pertains to you so I can use it for the next purchase? I do not. I'm not sponsored by Element. Uh, Dave Tate is. Dave Tate has a code. If you listen to the beginning of his table talks, he usually gives out a code or midway through. Sometimes he has a code uh, for Element because he is sponsored by them. I am not. I am only sponsored by Anderson Powerlifting and F8 Customs. Uh, I, I don't have any supplementation sponsorship. I've not had a supplementation sponsorship in like three or four years. And I've gotten this far without, without any of that shit. Or, well, not without the supplements. I'm just saying like I've gotten through. To, the, to a 1,350 pound bench without a supplement sponsor. So at this point, I'm like, fuck them. Like, I'll just keep buying the shit and add that into our budget, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Tony says, when you had to read about a meet in a magazine, yeah, Powerfitting USA, then it was Power Magazine after that, and then Muscle something, Muscle of the Strength. I have a a signed copy of a magazine from Brian Canelli here somewhere, but I can't, I don't know where it is at the moment. Matt Brooks, is there a reason you prefer the element packets over liquid IV? Yes. This just has a overall higher sodium content than the element packets. So I think twice as much, if I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe, maybe I, I know it's more. Um, and, uh, my buddy Fabi from Ohio used to tell me like, if something is truly like, salty enough or sodium loaded enough it's almost unpalatable um and the, the uh, liquid ivs don't taste they're, they're they taste good i just prefer the element because it's it's literally got three ingredients sodium magnesium potassium that's it um it's clear there's no dyes i don't think liquid ivs have dyes either but i just, I just prefer the element because of the higher sodium content big push what's up uh how do you feel about this crazy BS that social media is doing with the Dylan Mulvin shit? Dylan Mulvin. I don't know who that maybe I'm maybe my head's been under a fucking rock. I'm not sure what the Dylan Mulvin is. You get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My name is Cripple since I'm paralyzed. Oh, Jesus Christ. You came over with yourself. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, good. <laughs> Paul Offer, did you get the picture of the 50-kilo plate made by Titan Fitness? I think I did, yes. Uh, I haven't opened my messages earlier, but I saw one pop down. Yeah, 50-kilo plate made by Titan. I might have to uh, inform our gym owner about that. We'll see. We'll see about that. Late to the party. Hey, everyone, what's going on? We got Zuki424 over here on YouTube. Yeah, Matt, try that shit. I, I prefer, so over here, Dougie says, I tried the watermelon-flavored liquid IV, and it tasted terrible, and only had around 500, 600 milligrams of sodium. That's, okay, that's, that confirms my suspicion. Element packets have 1,000 milligrams of sodium in one packet. There's a, the box, they come in like a box of 30. So, yes, I was, I was, I was accurate. Uh, liquid IVs only have between 500, 600 grams of sodium. Element packets have 1,000. I can name it off the top of my head. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and like 50 milligrams of magnesium. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's right. So, yeah, there you go. I uh, Dave Tate says the watermelon of the element is his favorite. I'm not brave enough to oh, – that sounds so stupid. I don't want to try it <laughs> because um, – I just, everything watermelon flavored, in my experience, it tastes like cheap ass fucking bubble gum. So he says it's fantastic. I like the raspberry. That's what I always order the raspberry. I've tried the orange. I've tried the citrus. I've tried the, the uh, what the fuck else do they have? I've tried almost all of them. I will not try the habanero, the 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 chili habanero, where the fuck that is. I will not try the, there's, there's several that I won't do. But uh, I do the raspberry, and the, the orange is not bad. Okay. Don says on YouTube, I'm with Dave and love the watermelon. No shit. Okay. I just ordered raspberry on Friday, but maybe that when I'm out, I'll try watermelon next, since you're telling me it's good. So we'll, we'll go for that. Matt Brooks says, how's the chocolate? I haven't tried the chocolate. Dave says it's not bad. But uh, but I'm thinking, okay, chocolate, salty water. Yeah, that sounds like something I want to try. Then again, I drink chocolate water protein. It's just not salty. Uh, I believe David Harrington was one of my athletes, and he tried it. He didn't think it was bad. I just don't. I want some. <laughs> I like fruity stuff. You know, like, that's why I like drinking aminos. Not that they do a lot, but like they taste good. So let's see. What do you think of the team Canada coach who is a man competed in the women's power thing and benched 370 and now has a Canadian women's bench record? Uh, I've not really looked into that story. I just kind of pay attention to me and what I'm doing and my crew and my my fam. So I'm not really sure. Mike, what's going on, Mike? Uh, let's see. For those of us dirt poor backyard ventures, how would you implement a slingshot and blocks? Well, blocks or boards are meant to develop a lot of tricep strength. It depends on what you need to work on. Uh, maybe a slingshot day and a not slingshot day. Uh, maybe boards one week and boards the other week. Rotate the boards. Three board, two board, one board, half. Um, you can lift more weight over a shorter range of motion. So there's one reason why to use boards. Develop tricep strength by extending off the boards, not pushing. I know it's called a board press, but we I call it a board extension to get it right. Okay. So, uh, there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot. There's so many ways to program, so many ways to train these days. So it, it really depends on who you want to listen to, who you want to follow, and what you need more specifically is uh, the most important part. I am not. I don't do requests, dude. 
let's see. Here we go. Dougie says liquid IV is 45 calories, 510 milligrams of sodium. So about half an element, 380 grams of potassium, no magnesium. Element is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 mag magnesium, potassium, and 60 magnesium. 60 milligrams of magnesium. I was 10 milligrams off of the uh, magnesium. Toby Hurley, what's up, bro? Add in orange flavor from like a Mio or something similar, and it's really good. The chocolate element and orange flavor. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. An element has five to 10 calories depending on the flavor. So, yeah, so it's so the element packets have a significantly less amount of calories. I mean, I'm the, I don't, I need calories, you know what I mean? But so less calories, twice the sodium content, uh, very similar, comparable uh, potassium. And what, what Toby told me, he said, or uh, Dougie, he said, and the magnesium is only in the element. The liquid IV does not have the magnesium. Toby, what's going on? Are you going to be at the, uh, we're going to a meet here April 29th. I've got three athletes doing it. It's one of Matt, it's Matt Brooks's first meet he's ever hosted. And I'm doing a meet uh, end of July down in Elizabethton. I think it's called Elizabethton down in Tennessee. So I'll be at both of those. Mac, oh, Toby's one of my, my judges. No shit. Oh, there you go. I got Matt Brooks down here on uh, YouTube. If y'all want to see each other, bada boom. There you go. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm doing both uh, platforms like I always do. So cool. You'll be all right. Sweet. You'll be one of the judges. I am also a judge now. Holy, if I didn't make that announcement, I told Matt. Um, yes, I'm judging that one in my first meet as a judge. Cool. I just became an IPA judge myself. Uh, uh, national judge i've got five plus years so that was one of the requirements uh took the test scored a 90 94 missed two questions two of the trick questions they had in there um so fred called fred fisher called me we talked about the two questions went over it we made up oh okay that makes sense oh, okay you answered it like this this is why it's wrong but, oh it makes sense so i'll have my shirt uh hopefully this week and then uh Offered to help Matt judge if somebody needs to step out, if somebody needs a shit break or a lunch break or gets tired. Um, you miss the same tote. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be able to uh, help judge meets. I think I'm going to go to the Strength Spectacular in June. Uh, Rob is moving it from Erie, Pennsylvania, which is six hours from my house, to York, Pennsylvania, which is two hours from my house. So we'll be at the Strength Spectacular. Um and that's 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 awesome. So, uh, be up there to help Rob out and judge if need be. So, that's awesome. Good to go. Anyway, so yeah, the next week is going to be quite quite a quite a quite a show for me at least. Uh, again, I'm going to record everything, put it on Patreon for you guys. Um, I think I mentioned at the beginning that uh, today's workout is not up yet. I will get that up as soon as the live is over with pretty successful i mean the lower body stuff i know so i didn't make i didn't really go public with it but uh two weeks ago on a sunday uh i i don't i i popped my ql i'm not really sure if i popped it or um i don't know what it was but it was weird um it's like i was doing a deadlift it was a raw conventional deficit beltless and strapless deadlift and at the very, very top, my QL just went, I was like, ooh, that hurt. That's going to hurt in the morning. Put it down. And uh, I, I couldn't walk the next day. So 
<laughs> but um, it was weird. And I, I couldn't walk on Monday. Tuesday was a little bit better. By Friday, I was able to walk around normal and bench on Saturday. So I was kind of nervous going in today. I took last Sunday off. Clearly, I didn't do anything on Sunday last week. So I came in two weeks later, a little bit nervous to do anything. That QL was really fucking pissed. I couldn't walk on Monday two weeks ago. But I uh, was able to pull something together and squatted really heavy on the SSB. We did SSB squats today. No knee wraps, just uh, two layers of equipment, just a single ply briefs and a single ply suit, deadlift suit, actually. So if anybody was wondering about the the deadlifts, the, the suit I was wearing in the on my Instagram stories, that's actually a deadlift suit. I was squatting with it in the SSB. Um, no knee wraps or anything like that. I fucking hate knee wraps. I don't know if anybody else does. Oh boy. Allergies. Um, I know I need to use them. So I'm actually going to get uh, a pair of wraps from Anderson at some point. The lightest pair of wraps we have, the KLA 1000s, the lightest, stretchiest beginner wraps. Um, Cause I just, I loathe wrapping up for squats. I fucking despise it. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Deadlifted after that, we pulled off of two-inch blocks. Uh, I did raw. Um, I mentioned at the beginning, I was able to hook grip up to five plates. I hook gripped five fucking plates today. Fuck yeah. So I've, I've been trying to hook grip five plates for the last like few weeks. Missed it, missed it, missed it. Couldn't do it, couldn't do it. Finally, something clicked. I was able to fucking do it. Cool. Went up to six plates, seven plates. Uh, pulled... I think it was three doubles at seven plates today, which was pretty cool. Uh, my QL was fine. Nothing happened. So good to go. Lower body work today was a success. Oh, man. Hope that's not too annoying. Uh, let's see here. Tony says, thank you for mentioning using a TENS unit. I never thought to use one. I have one on order now. Can't wait to use it. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, I definitely think it has its place. Uh, the Mark Pro, the one I have, they actually advertise it as you can also, you can also like condition your muscles. Like you work out and then you put them on, put on the muscles you worked out. It, it keeps them firing and it can condition them or something like that. I don't know. Matt Brooks says, I know Delafave has been known to take his opener in sleeves before because he hates wrapping his knees so much. Well, I can, I can relate to that. Damn. That's a, that's a lot of work, but I understand. I can, I, I fucking understand that. Oh, sorry, guys. It's the way it is. <laughs> I saw I saw Bob Merck get his, or, or it might have been Delafave. They wrapped their knees while standing. How smart is that? You don't squat sitting down, right? You squat standing. So they, they stood had their knees wrapped while they were standing. I need to try that shit. Holy fuck. What a, what an idea. Paul Offer, what is your opinion on reverse grip on decline? Absolutely fucking do it. Absolutely do that shit. I, I 100% agree with that. I don't have a decline bench at our spot as we speak. Maybe someday we will. But uh, absolutely, that'd be, a made, that'd be a hell of a tricep builder. Absolutely it would. Uh, what we got here? Hayes Hazem Gamal says you are the goat. Well, I appreciate that. I don't I don't consider myself to be that, but I appreciate the uh, the encouragement. <laughs> if y'all notice, I shaved. Yeah, no more mustache. Well, I told you last week I was gonna shave that fucker off, and I did. 
I was just doing this the whole fucking live. I couldn't stand it. So there you go. I told you I was going to shave. <laughs> and uh, Tony says, I have crazy allergies myself. I feel you. Yeah, I live in the South, so it's fucking worse. They developed in Ohio, and we moved to Virginia, and now it's, it hasn't improved. So Zuki424 says, Hookrip is definitely worth the trial and error. I'm, I'm starting to realize that. I can pull in such a perfect position. Not that I'm a great deadlifter. I'm getting better at it, though. I can, I can, I'm in such a better position with both hands pronated. So I'm learning hook. Um, I just came up with a good re revelation. I've talked about it several times on here about uh, grabbing the knuckle of the thumb rather than the nail. So here rather than here. And that that's really helped. So, yeah, we'll see. God damn. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, Keith Stitch hopped on here. What's up, bud? Are there any meets you plan to do this year? JMCA Powerlifting says, yeah, I'm doing the uh, an IPA meet that Matt Brooks is co-hosting in July. That's going to be a that's going to be the one. I have a really good feeling that's going to be the day. After that, I don't have any plans. Uh, that, that to my knowledge, I don't have any plans after July. I might take an, I, I might take July. I, <laughs> June, July, August. I might take August off and just deload that month. So that seems to be a trend that I'm doing right here. I took a month after my last meet, 1350 in West Virginia. Came back after the Arnold, and now I'm hitting PRs every fucking week. So I might take all of August off after the meet in uh, July. And then go from there. We'll see. Smashcock says, have you ever utilized fat grips or fatter, heavier bars? I have not. That's had about... A per, probably like a 0 0.005 of a percentage of all my training and all 18 years I've been doing this, almost 19 years now. So no, I uh, no, I don't do that crap. Uh, I know some people do. I don't have any uh, relation to it. St uh, stitch, deadlifts, or floor presses. What are you talking about? <laughs> Definitely, uh, I, I would floor press before I would ever want to do a deadlift. Dougie says, would you ever do a full power meet or why to bench a specific number beforehand? I Here's the thing. In July, I'm trying to bench 1,400 pounds. That's the goal. Minimum 1,400 pounds. And then after that, I can open myself up to some other ideas like full power. So I, But I have to hit that 1,400 pounds first. Where's that July meet at? It's down in... Matt Brooks, help me out. Is it, is it Elizabethton? Elizabethton, Tennessee? Uh, well, I'll get an answer for you here in just a second from Matt Brooks. And Matt Brooks himself says, Merck is the one that does that, so standing up while you wrap your knees. Thank you. Jesus, I think he said it's because it's easier than sitting down and getting back up, honestly. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> But that's why they tell you to do like standing ab work because you stand while you squat or deadlift. So you want to like do abs while standing. And then I figure, oh, well, if I wrap my knees while I'm standing, I'll be in perfect position to squat. So, okay, yes. I, okay. It's pronounced Elizabethton. Okay. Elizabethton. Yes. And then I got confirmed by Tony. Yes, Elizabethton. So that's down in Tennessee. On the border between Tennessee and I'm not sure I spelled it right. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, Tennessee. That's right. There you go. And then we got uh, any tips on dealing with pec strains? Uh, don't bench raw. 
Uh, listen to your physician if you have one that's helping you out. Wear a, wear a protective piece, uh, a widowmaker or a ram or something like that. Don't go heavy. Still, you got to keep the muscles moving, but you don't want to like freeze up and stop moving. But uh, you definitely do not want to bench raw because uh, that's that's going to make it worse. And then Tony says he's in Tennessee. Seymour to be exact. Awesome. Let's see here. Uh, the, the, the JMC a power says, how much do you get out of the bench shirt? What would you assume to be your estimate your raw bench to be? Don't have a clue. I don't bench raw. I don't uh, care for raw. Matt Brooks, I train in King sport coming bench with me sometime. Fuck. Yeah. I don't uh, do video requests there. Whoever the fuck that is. Nope. Toby Hurley says, See, I'm just gonna can't see here. <sighs> anyway, Toby Hurley says 365 strong world powerlifting. Fed has a push pull here September 23rd in Roanoke, Virginia. No shit. Okay. Oh, Toby, I yeah, they, they'll have an FA bar and calibrated plates. I'm not trying to, I don't want to, I don't like dogging too hard unless it's the USAPL, of course. <laughs> uh, but the 365 Strong Federation, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of, I've had actually meet directors reach out to me. Hey, would you consider lifting in our federation? I'm like, respectfully, no, I, I would not because I'll, I'll explain why. But it comes down to, I see that federation, bring it, y'all, you're laughing. Okay, so you know, you know where I'm going with this, Toby. It, they bring down the standard. I'm being brutal. You cannot fucking argue this with me. The standard of the bench is is being brought down. Uh, when you have guys handing off the bench and their hands don't even leave the bar until the weight is more than halfway down to their chest or their stomach. They can hang over the bar. They have their hands underneath the bar. They don't have to move out of the way of the judge. It, it's It's... You can't argue with me about that. That that's literally, that's fine for we do that shit in training. That that's fine. Um, but for the for the platform, that's fucking ass. And the three six five strong federation allows it, and it drives me nuts. Us, I, I mean, there there's guys whose hands are on the bar almost the entire fucking. I, I don't under how is that legal? I don't fucking understand it. So I'm going to lift in federations where that's not allowed and the standard is upheld, right? So that's why I don't lift in that crappy federation. I'm sorry. A lot of people do. That's fantastic. I want to lift to a standard and I want to lift in federations and uphold that standard. That's, there you go. <sighs> Toby says, dang, I'll probably still do it because it's fit. Do if it's 15 minutes from your house, absolutely do it. I, I wish, I wish a meet could be that close to my fucking house. Even at our gym, like our our, our uh, city that the gym is in would be fucking fantastic. Our gym wants to actually host an IPA meet. I've talked to Matt Brooks about getting this sanctioned. So at some point, maybe this year, maybe not, uh, we want to host an IPA meet at our gym, either like a bench, like a push pull or a bench only or some shit like that. And I, I've never been able to just drive to my Joe and do a meet. It's never, it's it's never, uh, yeah, it's never happened. So if it's that close, do it. 
But otherwise, yeah, he says, but yeah, that's trash. It is trash. It's fucking garbage. Um, I I can just that that they're on my list of five federations I'll never compete in. If that tells you anything, or federations that I fucking hate. And in that list is included USAPL, USPA. And uh, I think one of the ju- I had a judge tell me like, oh, it's for the safety of the lifter. I, said, I get that shit. I fucking understand. That's that's why I train that way. We train that way. They stay on the fucking bar. On the platform, I'm sorry. You have to get the fuck out of the way. No soft handoffs. Let the judge judge the lift without you hovering over the bar the whole fucking lift. That's how I lift. That's how all my records have been set. You want to beat one of my records and lift in that crappy federation, that's fine, but I'm not going to recognize you for doing such. I'm just, I'm being brutally fucking honest with that shit. Beat me at the, with the same standard. Went down a rabbit hole. Caleb says, I got my first meet in September in South Virginia. Sweet. We're in North Virginia. We're in Nova. Oh, yeah. We're in Nova. People are so proud to live in Nova. I went to a gas station. There was a map. I think I've said this before. And it's it split Nova in half. And it said, like, Northern Nova and Southern Nova. I'm like, Southern Northern Virginia? How fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. You split the northern half and call it Southern Nova and Northern Nova. Northern North Virginia and Southern North Virginia. Fuck you. Jesus Christ. Matt Brooks says, every meet I've ever done, with the exception of the SPF meets, I've always had to drive four plus hours away. Same fucking here. Well, York's two hours, so I can say at least two or two and a half hours. But And I usually try not to compete there. I just simply because... Just simply because you don't know what you're what you're gonna get, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, I've uh, da, 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 da. let's see here. Caleb says, "Oh, are you oh no, there's two Caleb's on here. I got Caleb Owens and I got a Caleb Roberts. A part of Virginia are you in? And we're in uh, our gym is Manassas Park. Yeah, and then Toby's down in Roanoke. Yeah, let's see." And then Tyler Pellet says, what are your favorite accessories for raw bench press? I am not a raw bench presser, so I don't really have a lot of accessories. All my all of my shit is tailored towards the equipped bench, at least as we speak. Paul Offer says, I totally agree. I won't compete 365 strong ever again because they have terrible rules and no integrity. So it's not just me. There you go. There's more testimony for you. Thank you, Paul. Let's see here. The Barbell Viking says, any tips for reducing upper forearm stress with single-ply bench? Using single-ply super katana forearm strength, not currently a noted issue. Um, forearm strength, not currently a noted issue. If your forearms are getting, if their forearms are feeling beat up or getting not injured, but like hurt a lot or feeling hurt, you, you probably need to, that's what I had to do. I had to admit that to myself that my forearm development was lagging as compared to everything else. The weights and the bench kept getting higher and higher. And I wasn't paying attention to my forearms because you don't really think about the forearms and the bench. But well, in fact, they are extraordinarily important. Start working them, high reps, high volume, a lot of lactic acid, you know, just build them like a fucking bodybuilder. Other than that, I mean, I cut mine quite extensively. I roll them out. I scrape them. I do tens unit. There's a lot of sh- 
That's constant maintenance when it comes to me and my fucking forearms and all my patrons can attest to that, how much I fucking bitch and complain about it. <laughs> Howard, I did not uh, get the email. Um, I, I don't see it anywhere. I don't know if you... Let me type it in here real quick for you. So it's... Strong. Email.com. There's the email again. I did not get it, Howard. I did not see it. It didn't come through. I don't know if you missed a letter in there or something like that, but it's T-H-E-V-Colbstrong at Gmail. I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, bud. Keith Stitch has lots of wrist curls. I I, wor I do like a lot of the uh, arm wrestler stuff, uh, cables and bands and Wrist curls, wrist extensions, uh, leverage work with the mace. Like, I do a shitload of, of forearm work per week. You mentioned last week a couple tricep accessories. Could you explain the arm angle of your single arm pushdowns? Yeah, so it's it's literally just like, so I'm standing at the cables. I have a single cable handle attachment, and I'm just extending from right here, just like that. Nothing's nothing fancy, just a normal, like a normal push down, but it's just one handed, just like that. That's all it is. Sometimes I'll actually set the handle down lower to where my starting point is not here, but here or here, or even down at the quarter. I'll do little quarter reps with real heavy weight. So I, I move it up and down quite a bit. What's up, Thomas? How you doing? Paul Offer says I will compete in the IPA for now. I will do my best support. To support Matt Brooks here in Tennessee. There you go, Matt. Fantastic. All right. So, no, I'm sorry again, uh, Howard, about the video. I just saw that. Yeah, no. So, the, try try resending it. I know it's been two weeks. Uh, but, no, I did not see it. It did not come through. Uh, anyway, see, I went on a stint about garbage federations and their garbage fucking rules, and I got distracted. So, um, but, yeah, so, otherwise... I sent it to that email. I'll check it again and try sending it again. Okay. Or Howard, if you fuck, I don't know how else you can do it. You know, I don't know if you have Instagram or if you have Facebook. You can do Facebook Messenger. You can do Instagram DMs. Uh, just to make sure it gets to me. Alexander Amon's on here. Hey, bro, I got your uh, the uh, Mad Spotter hooks came in. I did a video about you on the on Patreon there, so. Hopefully you saw that. Thank you very much, Alexander, for the funds to be able to buy this mad spotter hooks. That's going to be a game changer with the dumbbell work on the bench press. Let's see. Leif Smith, how many sets and reps do you run your heavy Saturdays? It's mainly how you feel, like you said, you've programmed in the past. Yeah, it's, it's mostly um, I have a goal for the day. Sometimes it's extravagantly just you know, in the stratosphere, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do that. You know, that's, that's doable. Um, I usually work up to that one max effort, like blinding set. When I hit the 1300 for five yesterday, I went blind after rep four. Now on the, on the 1200 for 10, a few weeks prior to that, I went blind after rep seven. I couldn't see anything for the last three reps. 1300 for five was just about as fucking hard as 1200 for 10. Um, so I have a goal in mind, a goal weight, a goal board, a goal number of singles or a goal number of doubles. 
So it, it's, it really varies week to week, um, workout to workout. It's always, it's always something different. Okay. So Thomas says, I'm doing good, man. Thanks. What about you? I'm doing well. Last two weeks, I've been having a slight issue with my supercharged RAM bench, though. Next, next part and next message. Okay. Alex says, I didn't see that. Glad they helped out. You're welcome. No, thank you again. That was fucking fantastic. I really appreciate that, Alex. Caleb Owen says, what are some federations you like? Um, primarily the IPA. I just became a national IPA judge. Fuck yeah, I can give back a little bit more. Uh, once in a while, I'll do RPS meets. I kind of fall out of favor of those. Um, uh, what else? I like. Well, I... I have liked the APF in the past. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that situation, but um, I've done UPA meets before with success. Wabdl meets W A B D L. Love the Wabdl Federation, but they're just they're just like I don't they're like not around anymore. What the fuck happened? So that's primarily. I, but right now it's like all IPA, just IPA, IPA. Matt Brooks. When you say you went blind, does everything go black or white? It's mostly, um, and what would cause that? I think it's just the CNS and the load. It's not going black. I'm not like losing air. It's literally like everything starts to like, is, is like fuzzy. Like everything f turns fuzzy and I can see shapes and shades kind of. So it's not going dark. I'm not losing like consciousness. I'm not going like, I'm not passing out. It's just literally like, everything starts to get like fuzzy and dull. I think it's just my CNS being overloaded. The most reps I've ever done with 1300 pounds in any shirt off any board in the past was two. <laughs> so to come out of nowhere and hit five, my CNS was rocked fucking really, really hard. So that's what probably causes it. Just an overload of the CNS. Thomas says, I'm shrugging too much on my top lifts with the unrack liftoff. Feels mad shitty. Weak back or not enough leg drive to push back into the pad. It might be a combination of both. You have to have a strong upper back with a lot of endurance to maintain that pinch and down position with the shoulder blade. If you're pinched and up, you don't want to be that way. You have to pinch and be down. Uh, so that, but you, know, you got to use your lower body to drive up the pad. Constant leg drive. If you, if you leg drive and set up and then you slack off the legs, you're going to sink. You have to drive with your legs. Like your legs should be cramped after you do a heavy bench. Like when I, we went to eat pizza, the one time we did eat out this week, right? Went to get a case of pizza at our favorite spot and uh, sat down talking with Dean, talking with Chris and Owen, everybody. I stood up and both of my quads cramped. I had to sit back down. I was like, what the fuck? And every step I took, my quad was cramping up on me every fucking step. So that's how hard I'm pushing with my fucking legs the entire lift. It's it's absolutely needs to be a thing. Mike, what's up? You do any extended range of motions movements for bench training? I don't. Personally, I, I want to protect my shoulders. The only time I do extended range of motion might be like the dumbbell work I did on Saturday on Patreon. Uh, where I do like the really like a, a very low incline dumbbell work. I'm really taking the dumbbells and stretching the pecs and loading the pecs and like letting the, sitting in that stretch position for like two to three seconds before pressing um, in an effort to build muscle. But besides that, I don't do that at all. Uh, let's see. 
Matt says, I feel like I need to get more meat in the middle part of my traps. Do you have any advice? Absolutely. Fuck. You're talking to the right guy because that's my weak spot. And I've been targeting that uh, with my back days. Anytime you, if you want to hit the middle meat of your back, that's exactly, exactly what I call it. Middle meat, right in the middle of the back. <laughs> um, so anytime you do rows, you want to row high, not down low. If you do row low, you're going to hit a lot more lats. If you want to hit that middle meat, you have to row high. So high rows, machine high rows, barbell high rows, tons of, dude, you need to shrug, shrug your fucking dick off. Even Louis said he tries to get his guys to shrug more often. They never would shrug, 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 uh, barbell shrugs, highs shrugs with the SSB. One of my favorite ways to fucking shrug on earth highs SSB shrugs. Um, that's the top of the traps in the middle of the traps. You do things like laying on an incline bench and doing like uh shrug kind of at a backward angle, uh, face pulls, just all that good stuff. You got to hit all the rows that are high and really focusing on pinching the shoulder blades. When you train lats and you pull the arm low, you don't have to try to pinch your shoulder blades together to get the lats to work. When you're pinching your shoulder blades together, that action is working all of the, what we're calling the, the middle meat between the shoulder blades and stuff. That's how you have to do it. Okay, and Howard, I'm going to write that down, actually. So you said it might be coming from Mighty Duck. Hang on. M-A-Mighty. Okay, I wrote that down. Mighty Duck. Absolutely. <laughs> Who has more speeding tickets, you or Kate? I think me. She has one. I do 90% of the driving on the vehicle, so I'm getting very close to 200,000 miles on her Mazda. Very proud of that because it runs like a fucking champ. I love that car. I've done about 90, 95% of all the driving on that vehicle, so I would say she has one confirmed speeding ticket. I think I have at least, I think, I think three, maybe four. And I don't like driving fast. I'm actually, I drive like an old man. So that's, that's rare for me, but I, I do have a few. Oh, Wabdo canceled Wisconsin and are going back to Vegas this year. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Toby says mine will do that with heavy squats and benches go super fuzzy. There you go. The fuzzy and dull is because the pressure is already distorting your eyeballs. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't need to hear that. Oh, shit. The fuzzy and dull is because the pressure is literally distorting your eyeballs. That makes me kind of sick to my stomach. I can't think of that. Oof, moving on, moving on. Last question from Lath. He says, I want to work reverse grip bench into my program more. Should I run as primary exercise or run as auxiliary for like three to eight, uh, ten reps? Three by eight to ten reps. No, I would do it both ways. I think everybody should bench backwards more often. Max maximum effort, uh, medium effort, reps, singles, boards, floor press. Benching backwards has changed my fucking life. I can't talk enough about reverse grip bench. So uh, you can do both. Try both. See which one works best for you. And then Thomas says, yes, is it's indeed pinched and up. So try more leg drive first and get higher on my traps and back. If that doesn't fix it, we can definitely... Uh, it's definitely part back. Yes, I agree with you, Thomas. That leg drive can never stop. 
you're driving with your legs the entire it's like a stat if you had a you loaded up the leg press and brought the leg press halfway down and we're holding it halfway with your legs like that constant leg drive that's what you have to do in the bench that leg that that tension on the lower body never backs off okay cool we're caught up Matt Brooks says, I've never, I've only ever had a single speed ticket in my life before. Thankfully, I drive like a grandma because I can't afford tickets. Um, and Leif, you're welcome, man. Love the content you put out. I'm here every Wednesday, every Sunday night at eight o'clock. If you don't want to hop on, I'm always here. My DMs are also open on Instagram. Okay. Um, the, the, the short version of the story of why I drive like a fucking old man is because I was being really fucking stupid once. I had a 98 Ford Taurus SHO. Oh. And some dick face in a little fucking rice burner Honda wanted to pass me on a back road. I said, you didn't know what the fuck you just passed, did you? Caught up to him, passed him as he's fucking flooring it. <sighs> fucking passed him with that, you know, high-revving Yamaha V8. Went over a hill, hit some black ice. It's the middle of the winter. And uh, hit black ice, spun around three times, and totaled the car and went into a ditch. Scariest fucking thing I've ever done in a car before. So that's why I drive slow. I was being fucking stupid. I I only had that car for like five weeks and totaled it. So I I kicked myself in the ass ever since because I loved that fucking Taurus. The Taurus SHO. It's not the legendary V6 Yamaha, but the V8 came out in 98. And uh, it was just a fucking little monster. Tuned suspension. Oh, geez. Oh, fuck. It was, a, it was a fucking awesome car. So that's why I don't drive like a fucking asshole anymore. Cripple G- says, since I have no leg drive, I hit back three days a week and hit triceps on both bench days. Is that good? Fuck yeah, that's good. You have to make up for it. Since you're in that situation, yeah. You don't have the leg drive. So it's just like everybody else who, you know, if you took our legs completely out of the lift, and say a uh, one of those a Larson press or a floor press, you'd have to rely more heavily on the triceps and the upper back. So that's absolutely a smart move. Absolutely a good thing to do. Uh huh. And then Mike says, Mike one ninety eight. He says floor press with competition grip. You ever do these? I would only do those with a competition grip if I'm wearing a protective piece like a Widowmaker. Uh, my best performance on the floor press with a piece. And the Widowmaker is, I think, a thousand for one rep, but I've done a thousand five for a triple on the paused floor press and a combination of uh, F8 um, inserts. So, not really, not the construction of a Widowmaker, but like the actual inserts. I've done a thousand five for a triple with the competition grip. So, that's that's the only time I would do a floor press. I only floor press really in equipment because floor press always fucking just hurt, hurt my pecs. I don't know why. It just it never felt good on my body. But once I started adding protective pieces in there, that then, then I um, found success. Matt Brooks says, do you see value in Larson presses? I don't. That's why I'll never program that shit for you guys. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, just, I think it's kind of silly. I mean, he had no choice. Like, he, he was, I don't want to. Would you say he's handicapped? I mean, he has his legs didn't work, right? He, he had to he had to bench that way, so that's why it became it came became coined the Larson press. But no, that that's a no. I see a lot of the SBD kids do that shit. I think it's fucking hilarious. They do they do their thirty second you know arched bench setup, 
the little little self handoff, and then at the last second they go, Doop. it's like that's not enough variation to make a huge difference in your training. That they but they think it is. They do their SPD workouts five days a week. So a variation on the bench for them is just kicking their legs out. It's like, how about, shit, I don't know. How about you do a board extension? How about you do a close grip bench? How about a floor press? How about an incline? They don't do any of that shit. They just fucking kick their legs out. So, no, I think I think uh, a large press would be kind of silly. Um, I, I don't see, I mean, I'd rather just do a floor press at that point. I, that's why I just don't. I think large presses are just kind of, I don't think they're necessary. See here. Da, 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 da. Does a regular grip on the bar hurt you? No. Well, you see, you're putting your. If you go raw with a competition wide grip, uh, there's a lot more shoulder uh, involvement, uh, more rotation on the shoulder. It can actually hurt your shoulders. So, if you're raw, I suggest going either reverse grip or a little bit more narrow, like medium. But uh, that's why. Now, if you're if you're wearing a protective piece like a Benchard or a Widowmaker or a supercharged ram or something like that, then you can definitely go all the way out because you got the protection for the shoulders. Close grip on floor press with equipment, please. Yes. I mean, are you asking or telling? I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> Larson had back problems. His legs, like they, like he had like underdeveloped like uh, uh, muscle deficiency or something in his legs. Mike's saying Larson had back problems. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, what we got going on? Uh, this month has been fucking fantastic. I again, I I I touched bases on the the fact that I took a month off of the heavy stuff this past after this past meet at Chris Jividen's meet in West Virginia. I, I kind of did it by, I almost had, I almost didn't have a choice. I did 1350 super fucking happy about that number. I'm sick of it now, but I was super happy about it then. And, uh, my, my forearms were just fucking always hurting. I mean, like I said, on Patreon, I bitch about it constantly. If you guys can vouch for that. And then I was like, well, I got the Arnold coming up in like four weeks. I had to kind of, I didn't have to prep for it, but I had to kind of just like get in like, Arnold bench meat mode. So I didn't go heavy the entire month of March or uh, February, the whole month of February. I went light, no, nothing, nothing above a thousand pounds. Never once. So I went very, very, very light. Did the Arnold won that with a thousand pound bench. And then I didn't go heavy again until definitely not the week after the Arnold because I was fucking sick. I got really sick from the Arnold. Oh boy. Two ear infections, sore throat, all the cough and all that bullshit. So it was like two weeks after the Arnold where I got back to benching and I went, I just started at a thousand pounds and full range reps of that four by five. I hit a thousand pounds and that was a huge, I, I had done a thousand pounds for five reps, full range for one set before that. I did four sets of five, huge fucking PR, but I took that month, month and a couple of weeks off of the really, really heavy stuff. My forearms were in great shape. They're a little pissed after this weekend with the 1300 for five. They're a little upset. I'm going to have to cup them tonight and kind of get ahead of that and kind of uh, get them to calm down a little bit. So that means they just, I'm, I'm hitting PRs left, even on Wednesday bench, I'm hitting PRs. So I'm going to train for this meet. Repping a thousand is crazy. Yeah. It's on my Instagram page. And I tried to cut, I had to squeeze it down into a 60 minute or 60, 
60 second video. So I really had to cut a lot of the like handoffs and stuff out, but uh, yeah, four by five of the thousand. Um, so I might take another, like, so yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Repping. You're right. Um, it's just, I, so I'm going to prep for this meet in July. And like I said earlier, I might take the whole month of August off. I like just have fun and just bodybuild and go light for a month. Cause it's, so far, the break has done me nothing but wonders. It's been fucking amazing. It really has. The Art of Wolf says, will you be uploading this live on YouTube? I, huh. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Katie does a lot of the logistics with the YouTube and stuff. I'm pretty sure it does. I'm pretty sure it goes up on YouTube. The, the podcast itself gets up on our podcast, like Anchor and the... Uh, you can listen to it and stuff. And then the actual videos, I believe, go up on YouTube. I'm not 100% sure. Zuki424 says, as a mediocre raw, if you reckon to say I never got anything out of the Larson press. There you go. The Matt Brooks says they do. The videos do, uh, in fact, go up on YouTube. So thank you, Matt. I, I don't do a lot of the, I do the, the lives. But when it comes to the, to the logistics and like the uploading and the yada yada. A lot of that's Katie. So thank you, Matt, for confirming they do go up on YouTube. Thomas says, 20,000 pounds work sets volume bench. Yeah. Well, I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, it's 1,000 pounds. That's literally a 350-pound deload for my max. So, like, you know, 1,000 pounds is what? Percentage-wise, a grand is a grand of 1,350 is what? Like... 70% or 80% somewhere in there. I can't do the math in my head, but so yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a D load. It really was. I mean, the reps were hard, but the weight itself was extraordinarily light, you know? Okay. That's how I'm not going to say that. That sounds so fucking stupid. The weight was lighter <laughs> than my normal working load in my competition max. There we go. So anyhow, but yeah, this, I, I'm, I'm really, really excited. I'm, I'm excited to go compete. Excited to see Matt Brooks here in a couple of weeks. And Matt says that a thousand pounds is only 74%. That's, that's, and Thomas, thank you. 74% a thousand from 1350. Hmm, interesting. That's kind of nuts. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so, yep, excited to see you, Matt. It's going to be fucking awesome. Um, so, yes, it's going to be a fucking great uh, few months. I'm really looking forward to July again. Like, I'm planning on opening at 1400 or 14, slightly above 1400 pounds. I'm done being in the 1300s. I'm sick of that fucking number. 1320, 1350, that's cool and all. I'm fucking over it. I want to move on to the next best thing. And then the, the one of the biggest questions I get is, well, what happens after 1400? Um, I'm obviously, if you know me from Patreon or uh, uh, YouTube members, I'm training for full power. Um, but uh, I have to bench 1400 pounds before I decide to do anything else. I'm very confident it's going to happen in July. So we'll have to see. Um, I my ultimate life goal. I've said this before, but I'll hold on one sec. Thomas says should do five by five, a thousand eighty for eighty percent Westside method. Yikes! That's a that's a lot. <laughs> um, I'll get to the the, the warm up here quickly, but um, my life goal where I could say I am happy with that number. I can move on and pursue other things in the sport is 1500. 
If I can do 14, I'm pretty sure I could try to do 1500. It's going to suck. The la- the the one time I wanted to handle it, I pushed out. I had I went down to like I had like 1463 or some bullshit like that. So it's definitely in the future. I just don't know how long it's going to take to get there. I do think it's possible. So I have to bet I have to do one goal at a time and think about one thing at a time. So right now it's July, it's 1400 or more. And then we'll figure out the rest after that. How would you warm up for 1400? Well, uh, I always start with the empty bar. I do the empty bar for two to three sets sometimes to get all the blood going, wide grip, close grip, reverse grip. Every set after that that's not protected or raw, I do reverse grip. So one plate, two plate, three, four, throw a slinger on, do like a high five or six, throw my shirt on for 700 plus, do some little quarter reps. At dividends me, I went out to the platform and took my last two warms on the platform bench. A uh, thousand pounds to a two board, and eleven fifty five to a one board, I believe it was. My opener was twelve fifty. I missed it, couldn't touch. My second attempt was thirteen twenty eight. I was a ball hair from touching. I pressed it anyway because I got pissed. And I benched thirteen fifty on a third. So for fourteen hundred, I my last warm up weight. 1,200 pounds is not a fucking warm up. It's it's still very fucking heavy. I I I sometimes I talk like it's just 1,200 pounds is fucking heavy. Don't get it twisted. Um, my last set, I'll say it that way. My last set before opening at 14 would probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of between 12 1,250 pounds, and then I'll go out and hit 1,400 pounds on an opener. That's how I would do it. Matt Brooks says, let's bench Friday night before the meet. Ooh, well, I'll think about it, Matt. Because uh, we're driving in that Friday about five, five and a half hours. And we're only staying one night, again, for trying to be financially wise as adults here. So after the meet's over with, we're driving straight back to Virginia. That's going to suck. Oh, man, it's going to suck. God damn. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you on that, Matt. We'll see. We'll see. Zuki424 says, pushed out with 1463. Shame on you. No, I really, I, I got, I got, I did. I got intimidated. I, I backed out. I did. I was like, I'm going to go to 1,500 pounds and handle it for the first time in my life. And I got intimidated. And I backed out of it. I did. Doesn't happen very often, but that number scared me. And I didn't want to do it. Mike says, been doing dumbbell and barbell shrugs a lot. What do you think? Keep fucking doing it. Keep doing it. I do them all the fucking time. My favorite way to shrug is actually the SSB high shrug. That is my absolute favorite way to shrug. But dumbbell and barbell are just as good and comparable. And then uh, Lamna says, I saw you in a squat suit. Does that mean you were heading to break some records there too? Massive fan, though. You're truly very inspiring. Thank you very much for the kind words. Yes, I'm training for full power as we speak. I was actually squatting in a deadlift suit. A lot of people, well, a couple of people figured that out from the from the picture, but uh, not a lot of them. Let's see here. And then skull crushers and press down two times a week, close grip spoto presses. What do you think? You always have great ideas, Mike. I never have anything to say like negative because you always have great ideas. So, uh, yeah, keep doing that shit. Toby says, Jimmy, you've earned the right to say 1,200 pounds is a warm-up for your bench press. Well, thank you. (laughs) 
Doing the same thing, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. One night stay and drive back after. Yep. It's just 70 bucks for a hotel instead of 140, 150. I just can't justify. It's just, it's going to be easier. I can't stay two nights. It's just kind of be a fucking, fucking adult and uh, think about our expenses. Anyway. Matt Brooks says, I'll be weighing everyone in and getting the platform set up, so I'll be gassed. But if you're down, then I guess so am I. I might do, yeah, I, I might. Or if I'll, I'll do like a raw volume day or so. I might not like shirt up or do anything crazy, but I'm supposed to, de since that's not this coming weekend, it's the following. That's That lines up to be a deload week for me. So I might just do like a really light raw day or something, but I'll still bench. I got to get something in, so oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. Matt Brooks says, one of my favorite shrug variations is holding kettlebells by bands. Doing like four by 20 superset with band pull-aparts is really lights you up. There's a fucking cool idea. And it's a superset. We talked about supersets earlier, right? I do supersets a lot, like a lot of the wiener principles when it comes to building muscle. Not that I look like I have a lot of muscle, but <laughs> I'm trying. And what deadlift suit are you using? I'm wearing a Titan Velocity deadlift suit to squat with. I had a single ply pair of briefs underneath. Um, and it turned, I mean, I, I put straps up for the final set of the, I was using SSB today. It worked. I mean, is it the best thing in the world? Probably not, but I mean, it worked. It I had a great day. So it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, single ply Titan Velocity at andersonpowerfeed.com. If anybody wants Anderson Powerlifting products, your go-to superstore for powerlifting, use Kolb Strong right there. My Instagram handle is a discount code for anything at andersonpowerlifting.com. So not a commission for me. It's just a discount for you as the customer, 10% off your order. Uh, the Hodgemeister. Any tips for long-term programming? How flexible are you with deload weeks? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Any tips for long-term programming? I am not long-term. I don't know. My programming is not extraordinarily structured. I just keep my athletes guessing with like insane variations and things that are very challenging. So always challenge yourself. Don't do the shit that's fucking easy. Always be challenged in some way, shape, or form. Build as much muscle as you can and handle heavy weights. Eat a lot of fucking food. How flexible are you with deload weeks? I don't know. Uh, Right now, I'm trying this new thing where I do two weeks on and one week off for me because I need something different. Uh, but for 17 years of my career, almost 18 years of my career, I've never deloaded. I've always just lived heavy year-round. So I can't attest to whether program deload weeks are a thing, like a good thing yet, because I'm just now – I did my first rotation of two weeks on, one week off. And it's worked so far, but it's only been one rotation. So we'll see how it works as time moves on. And then, Mike, boss squat suit, you have one. I just got my first boss suit from uh, Jeff Frank, a legendary 1,200-plus squatter himself. Um, he got he gave me a suit that doesn't fit him. Um, it doesn't fit. Son of a bitch, it doesn't fucking fit. Uh, I had to send it over to Rob Farrell. He said he'd work on it. And kind of, He's going to open it up for me because it's getting caught on my fucking hips, which is strange. I don't have to develop a develop, developed enough lower body to have a suit get stuck on my fucking hips, but I guess if it's too small, right? So I have one. I was so heartbroken. I tried to get into it the first the first week I got it, and it wouldn't fit. I was like, "Son of a fucking bitch!" 
Trying to squat my single ply briefs that day. I was so excited for that. Um, so I have it. Uh, I have not sent it to Rob. I, I texted him. I said, hey, can you do this? Can you work on it? My suit. He says, oh, yeah, I'll work on it. Um, so I have yet to send it out. But uh, what he's going to fucking what he's probably going to do is. Um, is uh, I, I would imagine cut it down the sides open it up like an inch or two and add material to it and sew it all back together. I don't want lace-ups because it adds so much fucking complexity. And, and multiply guys can come at me all you want, but I think it adds so much complexity to a squat suit <clears throat> on top of the straps and the knee wraps and the yada yada. And so I don't want I don't want lace-ups. I just want a bigger, like solid piece suit. So uh, I'm trying to plan a trip to go visit Rob. I might just bring the suit with me instead of like shipping it and then saving him shipping as well. I don't make no fucking sense because he's going to have to work on it. It's going to take more than a day. And send it. Anyway, Rob's going to work on it for me and get it, uh, and get it, get it set. Right. So yeah, uh, for now I'm just squatting with my velocity suit, my deadlift suit. It's not meant for it. It's it, they're built differently because the deadlift is not a squat. So the suits have to be built a little bit different. Um, but, I mean, it worked today. Amber's on here. What's up, Amber? Um, Pro-Am is next week or the week after, Amber? It's next week, right? Amber Hansen, everybody. Uh, one of the greatest multiply female lifters to ever fucking live. What's going on? Pro-Am, uh, like I said, I think it's next week. We're going to stream it on one of the TVs in the gym so we can watch. Squats looking fire, but thank you. They, they were they worked out good today. Um, even though my straps on the deadlift suit are not Velcro, they're just like the normal like sewn straps. When I put them up, it felt very fucked up. Like it, it, I felt at home <clears throat> with straps down, but when I put those straps up, it changed the whole fucking dynamic of the suit. And how it, how it felt. It felt very, very odd having straps up. Is that, that, is that normal? <clears throat> this Saturday and Sunday, Women's Pro-Am. There you go, everybody. So look for that over in Cincinnati at the Laura Phelps Pro-Am. Saturday is the amateur day and Sunday is the pro day. And Amber Hansen is going to be competing there. Yeah, and Amber says, oh, yeah, straps up, change everything. Okay, thank you for confirming that. <laughs> it's a work in progress. I hate that fucking SSB mark. It's so fucking hard to use. But if that's going up, I'm assuming uh, everything else will go up as well. You're definitely one of the best to do it, Amber. There you go. Night. Thank you, Toby. Absolutely. And then, uh, okay, dude, just says, I just realized your bench record is 200 pounds higher than second. What the fuck, dude? Oh, <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I guess. So So somebody did uh, 1150, I guess. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and Paul Wallace says, yes, it's normal. Pull the ass a lot tighter. Okay. Okay, cool. Could you also, I guess, because you could pull the straps this way or that way, right? You can pull them to the front or kind of pull them to the back. So if it feels too much, could I like drape the excess strap kind of like behind me or in front? Like, will that also change? Is that a thing? I don't know if that's accurate or not. I'm not really a good squatter. Howard Weingarten, YouTube. What is your opinion on maxing on bench raw one week with a 
band week two and oh wait raw one week with a band week two and with a shirt on third week and just keep changing exercises um i don't think you should max three weeks in a row uh i think you should just be if it's whatever you just if you want to be an equipped lifter you should have a maxed shirted day and then like a, a a not shirted like reps day or like a variation day, stuff like that. But um, I want to get in touch with you, Howard. So I'm going to make sure that email comes in. I'm going to get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, reading material back and forth to you about that. Pull the extra strap forward. Okay. Pull the extra strap forward. Gotcha. I think I had it back. Like it was back. And it like, if I felt more when I took when I put when I picked the weight up, it felt more compressed. It felt like I couldn't catch it. It was weird. I I, I don't know. I think I did it wrong. <laughs> so pull this extra strap forward. Okay, I'll do that next time. That's totally a thing. Amber says, awesome. What the fuck? Hang on J-hooks each set before squats. Oh, hang. You mean like hang the straps? Is that what you're trying to say? Hang the straps on the J-hooks? I actually, also, Amber, Dino bought me a pair of those skater compression shorts. I put my single-ply briefs on, and I was not distracted by the feeling of, like, skin being ripped apart or hairs being pulled out. It was fucking insane. I, ju- I when I was sitting back in the squat with a single ply brace with those skater shorts underneath, I only felt the the I only felt the uh, the support of the brace. I didn't feel the skin ripping or the it was fucking intense. I couldn't believe it. It felt so oddly comfortable to squat in in the in the equipment. It was very it was very cool. Um, so things are starting to finally like move forward. I have to get in touch with that chick you told me about because I can't put a straight bar on my back still. Um, but I, eventually I have to fucking do that, you know, but, um, yeah, hanging between each set is a great idea, especially with closed straps. Good. I don't plan on making those straps in Velcro. I was advised, uh, Brian had a good idea. He said, you know, if this is working, the single ply briefs with the single ply suit, even though it's a deadlift suit, he said, why not just get a single ply centurion, like an actual squat suit to use with the squat briefs? I said, yeah, maybe I just have to make sure we have them in stock. Uh, that's, that's always the, the, the heel of the whole situation. So I might, I might, I might do that because I, not that it's a bad thing squatting in a deadlift suit, but I do think I should probably squat in something that's designed for that lift. So, it's a work in progress, but things started to click today finally, and my deadlifts went really well after the squats. You know, a pre-exhausted deadlift reps. You know, squatting first and then deadlifting not fresh. I think is the way to do it because you're never going to be fresh for a deadlift in a competition, especially full power. Old school says I use a carpet puller with a piece of fleet to keep it from hurting the suit. Yeah, we use a carpet puller as well. Al- Alfredo Babara kind of gave us that idea. We have a carpet pullers at the gym. I, I, I don't have fleece or anything. I just take my briefs or my suit, right, material, and I just double it over. So it's, there's two layers, 
and then stick it in the mouth of the carpet puller and hang from that. I have many a holes put into my the, the top rim of my uh, squat briefs <laughs> from from uh, hanging from only one layer and those sharp corners of the carpet puller just punctured holes. 360 all the way around my my briefs. So I have to uh, double up on the layer and fold it over before sticking in the carpet puller and hanging from it. So yeah, that is a thing. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, we, we got that idea from, like I said, from, uh, <clears throat> from Alfredo and he unfortunately moved away and then Amber fucking moved away and now they left us and we're all sad. So <laughs> not guilt tripping you whatsoever. <laughs> Eddie Cohen always kept his deadlift and squat training separate, though, Jim. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'll, I'll choose squat that day with squat accessories or deadlift that day with deadlift accessories. Um, but because I'm still trying to, like, do all the prep work and all the whatever, I'm doing both in the same workout because I need to be honest with what I'm going to deadlift in a meet. I'm not going to deadlift in a meet where I can pull fresh, right, in the gym. You're always going to pull pre-exhausted, even more so because you have squat and then bench and then the deadlift. So that's why I'm doing it that way. I'm sorry, motherfuckers. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I really hope you can make it to Rob, so Amber. I really, really hope nothing stupid pops up. You can make it there because it's a fucking blast, right? And we want to see you, obviously. <sighs> the felt no holes in my suits. This is Danny Akers from Christmas Me. Oh, okay. No shit. <laughs> Oh, awesome! Good, good to have you on here. I didn't, re I didn't recognize the name. Will it be okay to ask you your squat and deadlift numbers? Are you looking at, or is it too? It's far too early. I don't have a fucking clue. Um, I might even go to my first full power meet and only take my openers because that's going to be a lot more manageable. You got to think. I haven't done a full power meet since 2013. It's literally been a decade. I've just been benching this whole time, so it's gonna, it's gonna take. It's, it's going to take time. I'm just, I'm literally just doing the prep work. I have a lot of catching up to do on the lower body development and the, and the, and the, uh, motor, motor patterns and, and all that stuff. So and William Lee says I'm squatting now. Oh, you're oh, okay. Squatting as we speak, like you're in a squat workout there, William. Uh, let's see. Zach says, do you ever get huge headaches from benching? I actually don't. I'll get a headache from sleeping on my pillow, though. Uh, if my neck is not perfectly aligned or flat or anything, like I, I I spent all my years in the Marine Corps actually sleeping really tensed up, and my neck never actually like relaxed into my pillow. And after I got out, I was still doing that shit. And only about a year ago, I learned how to actually like relax into a pillow and feel your neck decompress. I was always tense when I was falling asleep. Wait, I'd wake. I'd, oh, motherfucker. I would wake up. With a headache. And if I woke up with a headache, this is, uh, mostly this is in the Marines when I was still active duty. When I woke up with a headache, I knew I was going to have it all fucking day. So I'd wake up at four in the morning, pop 2,000 milligrams of a painkiller, whatever I get my hands on, go to work. I'd still have the fucking headache. Uh, a few hours later, take. I, I The most I took uh, of painkillers in one day for my fucking headaches was, I think, between six and seven thousand milligrams, because I was fucking desperate and I I, was, I hated life, so I didn't really care what happened. But I needed that fucking headache to go away. Um, 
So yeah, I think it was definitely it was more than six thousand two 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 and one. I think I took two thousand two thousand two thousand and one thousand like before I went to bed that night. I had a headache all fucking day. So, but Benji doesn't do that. But sleep always did because I wasn't I wasn't relaxing. You know. Okay, you're you're squatting as we speak, Willie. Got you. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so that was that was an absolutely fucking miserable time of my life. That was not um, not great. And then Howard Weingarten over here says, great, really looking forward to that. Got to meet next Saturday. Oh, no shit. Looking to hit around 7.30 and I'm 58 years old. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. Holy fuck. Oh, 58 years young. Oh, that's a great way to say it. I want to hit 1,000 by my 60th year. Well, it is. Hey, Bill Gillespie did 1,000 uh, or 11.32 at 60 or 62 or 63, so it is possible. And yes, I'm an equipped lifter. I'll never do raw lifting again. Ah, smart man right there. <laughs> Sounds like you didn't change your socks, Jimmy. What the fuck were you talking about? No, no, I did. Trust me. I just, uh, that was such a, I oh, fucking, I can't get into that shit. Never mind. Uh, Kate says, don't take that much people. This is not medical advice. And that's just not, to, I'm just, I'm just speaking on experience. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You can cheat you to squat only if you train alone. Yeah, because that's how you train, basically. Uh, we don't have uh, – we had a pair of those monolith hooks for a long time. Some kid took them uh, when he left the gym a while ago. So we have just the the plain Jane monolith itself, not the monolith hooks. How do you manage your sleep to make it more optimal? Uh, I make sure the apartment is cool, not hot. I have a CPAP. I also have been listening to, it's kind of funny when you say it, brown noise, right? Because from South Park, the brown note. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, there they are. There, there's, there's white noise, green noise, pink noise, brown noise, gray noise, orange noise. There's all these different noises. It's like, it's like a background noise. And for some reason, I've tried them all and the brown noise, it doesn't knock me out. But it, when, I, when I sleep, I know I'm, I'm getting the most quality fucking sleep because I have the most vivid, awesome, interactive dreams I've had my entire fucking life. It happens every single time. It's so fucking cool. Um, you know, just, just trying to, you know, we got, we got a new mattress. We, me and Katie got our first new mattress as a couple for the first time in our entire fucking lives, like six months ago. Boom. It's one of those bamboo. Uh, firm mattress, uh, foam mattress things. I can't, I don't know what the fuck's, uh, but it's a great mattress. Um, but the CPAP, of course, make sure the apartment is cool the fuck down. My brown noise, I just put my phone right behind my fucking head, listen to it all night, and just trying to relax, trying to actually like let my neck relax. And it feels like it feels weird to me because I spent years not sleeping relaxed, sleeping tensed. So when I relax my neck, it feels very odd. Like my like my vertebrae is like jamming. It's it's it feels weird. Like I said, I, I did not sleep relaxed for fucking years when I was in the service. Um, so that it's just learning how to actually relax when I sleep. And William says, ever try to weigh the blanket? I had one. Katie bought me one for my for a Christmas uh probably three years ago. I didn't I didn't get the the fad of it. I didn't understand it, it, it. I liked it, but it didn't, it just didn't work for me. So maybe I just have to now that, well, now, then again, three years ago, I was still in the Marines. So maybe that was a bad time to try anything, you know, to, 
try to optimize my sleep. So, hey, uh, everybody, it's been an hour and 43 minutes and uh, 20 seconds. I do want to end it here. It is a holiday. I, I really appreciate you all hot hopping on here, hopping over here on YouTube, here on Instagram. It's been a fantastic time talking to you all. Again, just a couple of plugs. Of course, AndersonPowerlifting.com, your superstore for anything powerlifting related. Straps, bench shirts, squat suits, knee wraps, wrist wraps, uh, knee sleeves, belts, anything you can think of. T-shirts that are actually made uh, by yours truly um, are available on the website. You can also use code Colbstrong right there. Colbstrong, everybody, is a 10% off anything on the store. AndersonPowerlifting.com. That is just a discount for you. It is not a commission thing for me. My Patreon is alive and well. I've had the highest amount of members ever. I cannot uh, thank you all enough for that. It's fucking awesome. Uh, 10 bucks a month. If you want to see what I do behind the scenes, all the crazy shit I talked about tonight, uh, the 1,300 pounds for set of five, the four or five for 22, all that, all that crap. Week by week, day by day, five days a week. Patreon goes up, and uh, I have a lot of members on here tonight. Uh, Fabi hop, Fab was hopping on here at the last minute. Hey, Fabi, what's going on, bro? Um, so that's it. Uh, let's see here. Dave says, thanks for the video. I miss watching it live, but I'm able to catch up. Sweet. What's up, Bobby? Um, YouTube members, if you want to stay on YouTube and not go to Patreon, 10 bucks a month on there as well. Uh, Cold Strong Scholarship, of course. Raising money for the next generation of powerlifters. Every $1,000 we raise, we uh, give away to a young athlete between the age of 13 to 23. Right now, we have AMRAP April. We're going to make a video about it this week. We just announced that we have three entries so far. AMRAP April had a lot of success last year. We uh, The women benched 135 for reps, and the men benched 225 for reps. And those who post the highest number in the month of April, they get a prize for, a cash prize from us, plus probably a T-shirt, something like that. Again, that's a fundraiser for the Cold Strong Scholarship. AMRAP April. If you bench backwards, if you do your video and post it, and you do a reverse grip bench, it automatically will add, I believe, two reps to your total number right? You get, a, you get an additional two reps added to your total if you bench backwards while you do it, because that's one of my things, right? Reverse grip bench press. Uh, thank you all very much for hopping on here. This is the Cold Strong Power Podcast. This is episode 37 of Benching and Bullshitting. It's been a great time talking to you all. Happy Easter. I'll be back on here next Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Looking forward to answering your questions. Bench and bullshit with me next Sunday. All right, everybody. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you next time.